0: from Walnut Kills, California. This is Vandal Drummond and Alfredo Esparza with episode number 15 of Lucha World and what can I say but news, news, news!
1: We waited long enough for this show to actually have a lot of news.
0: Yeah, we we actually planned to do our next podcast when there was a plethora of news just spilling at our feet.
1: Actually, I think we were planning on doing it like a little bit before the big news broke. Yes. All the news, but, you know, we're fine with that. There's always going to be news anyway, so...
0: Well, uh, the biggest breaking news sounds to be the uh, news of AAA uh, actually making it to the USA after a number of false starts. Yeah. Uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes! <laughs>
0: No, Corp uh, Hour and Conan uh, d- did a podcast where, uh, you know, they were talking about uh, people involved. They went to a great explanation of why the previous uh, starts in the That's USA. That's what I actually enjoyed about
1: the podcast because I thought, you know, Conan's basically just going to tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then he actually gave you a history of, of all these other attempts that AAA had with um, coming to the U.S. from when they were back when – the, what,
0: 94, 95? 93, when Ron Scholar... Well, actually, that, uh, you know, I I was actually somewhat involved with uh, the Ron Scholar situation, because I... So how uh, much of what Conan said was true? Absolutely all of it. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, Ron Scholar was a good guy. Um,
1: He liked Lucha. Over his head in the business.
0: Over his head in the business, and I think, this is just my personal opinion, I, I think he felt that since he was... You know, in a driver's seat position that he had to know, that he had to believe he knew more than he did, uh, because he'd be coming up with these ideas that just wouldn't fly. Because, you know, we were booking local talent like Superboy,
1: Piloto, Suicida. It wasn't like anything like coming up with the ding dongs.
0: <laughs> well, well, not the ding dongs, but close. close. Well, no, he did. He wanted to have a Super Conejo which i guess i actually tried once and didn't work no but he well he called me up once tonight and said i got a great singles match for the first show and i'm saying yeah he says this is southern california so let's do the feud that would never die uh john Tolis versus victor rivera the the mexican fans would love to see victor rivera and i said awkwardly victor rivera's puerto rican you know that and He's a guy, but wouldn't they like him? I say I, I guarantee these people don't even remember Victor Rivera. Yeah. Um. So he's a guy. You know, he 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 was really enthusiastic, uh, really gung ho. Uh, but I th- I think it's almost the fact that it was so successful so quickly. I think what
1: Conan said was right. He kind of he he. What about like the money issue between
0: – That I know little about.
1: Yeah, uh, I know I know he kind of mentioned that. <clears throat> I got out – I was out of the – Scholar claims that Pena kind of ripped them off or something. And I – I mean that kind of always happens with um, – And I've I I heard off. somebody else uh, who – I think I w- I've heard somebody else say that. I
0: first. heard somebody else who I won't name claim that
1: uh, we'll Scholar – We'll name that in the insider – portion of the podcast. That's
0: right. You have to pay for that. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs>
0: you have to come to our house and give us a yes. 50. Yes. No, somebody somebody had said that scholar made off with a bunch of their money. Who knows what's true? Yeah. It's all he said, she said. But initially, they had a good thing going. I, I was out of the fold after the second show because uh, several of the local boys were real prima donnas and were bitching and moaning about not being used right when they – should have been lucky to be getting a shot at all, yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> gave up on it, yeah, yeah, which is a shame because one of the guys who uh wasn 't a prima donna was superboy who looked really good in the shows, but I think when something like that goes down you 're guilty by association, yeah so uh but no uh he he summed it up uh very succinctly and uh you know, because you know, it, it was almost an ongoing joke. You always heard, it seemed like every year you, you would hear, A's coming uh, to America. And I thought it was a, a really cool that he gave a through history of who yeah, was what, involved and why it didn't work.
1: What I found interesting was that he brought up the one before he showed up, before he came back to AAA. Yes. Where he was part of, uh, where Pena had worked out a deal with somebody in Texas. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, those were the Triple L shows that would air on Telemundo. Yes. Or t- Univision. I do Are remember those? those. Was it Univision or Telemundo? It was Telemundo, right? Uh, I have it on I don't tape. Know. <laughs> I have it on tape. I'll look at it. It was it's on like, one of them. Yeah, but it, it was funny because, um, yeah, those shows were really, like, they were interesting, but they were in smaller buildings and stuff like that, so it wasn't anything as big. Was, right. I, I, I don't think. And then the Steve Shipp one, which was the most recent one, which ended a really terribly, terribly, like, the cookie jar company. Yeah. But I mean, when, when you read the press release, it's basically similar to what Cookie Jar had released. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when you. The press release is always released by the person that's. Not even the wrestling promotion, it's always the other promotion people that are. <laughs> yeah, not even it's the, true. So they're really happy about it, they're excited about it. So there's always that bit of um, doubt from the wrestling fans Yes. about how this is going to go on or whatever, what's going to happen. Mm hmm. But once you get Conan kind of talking about it, it's kind of you kind of start hearing a little bit more. Yeah, like he, I said, it's too soon it, to really think about that stuff.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, yeah. uh, he uh, put out some pretty solid names there. Uh, you know, yeah, Robert, Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez is, is probably the most recognizable one to lay people like ourselves. Yeah. But uh, did a good explanation of uh, what they've done before, why this
1: uh, could work. Yeah. Uh, he what? mentioned he mentioned that um, there would be touring starting this year in the U.S. for AAA. Oh, oh, I thought it, I thought it was starting next year. No, this year. Oh, okay. TV next year. Oh, okay, April gotcha. Fourteen. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he's got time to do that. So yeah. There's, there's what nine months left in the 2013? yeah,
0: so, and I'm really intrigued that he, they're they're talking about. Uh, we can still doubt it though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It could happen. It could happen.
0: No, it could happen. I'm excited. Yeah. I, you know, any time a wrestling promotion starts, no matter who does it, I get a little excited, but it's cautiously excited because you know what, what's coming up in theory and what happens are two different things. Those but
1: TV people, you never you, there's been so many like people who get involved with TV and they'll tell you right away that things change. Yes, right away, suddenly, like <laughs> it just it's just a matter of somebody just not liking what's going on. Yeah,
0: I I, just, I am shit. fascinated by trying to present the way conan put it it's trying to present it for the american fans to that's see how I it get over about.
1: that's what i worry about cuz i mean lucha it for americans it could or couldn't work i mean it's iffy but what
0: i do see is uh how do i put this when i went on a cruise with elena uh to mexico this you know last november every stop we went to uh You know, there's tourist gimmicks everywhere. And the last cruise we'd taken like that was maybe 10 years ago. Never saw wrestling masks anywhere. Now, every single American tourist trap has...
1: Masks, masks, masks. You see them everywhere, even like in television stuff like that, you uh, see like a Rey Mysterio mask.
0: Everywhere. Yes, yeah. and uh, I remember, I remember talking, you know, taking the train to San Diego, and I was with you know two tall college boys who were gonna hang out in Tijuana. I'm going, what are you there for? You know, mm, uh, Revolution Boulevard parting, and we want to get some lucha masks to bring back. So, <laughs> so I think there was almost like a kitschy. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, well, basically, it's everything that everybody thought was going to happen when L- Nacho Libra came out. Yes. Everybody thought, oh, this is going to be the big point in, mm-hmm. for Lucha. Nobody ever took advantage of it. Right. So I kind of get the I, feeling that this is when they're probably going to try it. And I think AAA has a chance to do it. Yeah, see, then, I
0: think this is the best shot.
1: If you yeah. if you look at it as, just as a niche, then you're fine. But yes. if you start thinking about, oh, we're going to take over WWE." No, w-, no, it's a different... You can't, you can't think that way, because if you start thinking that way, it's going to be like, you're never going to
0: get that. You're going to sink yourself. Yeah. Well, I think that's... One of the things he said is, "Will be different from WWE and TNA, which is the only way to go." Don't think you're gonna like take them on. Yeah, give show people something new.
1: Show just a whole they new don't. scene. The, the one bright spot is I just hope they don't make like um, Mexicans admit that they love America and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> like Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> I'm that's the, I do agree with him when he talks about the Alberto Del Rio character. How, yeah, how I agree
0: just... too. I, I, and it's frustrating because I want that character to work. I, yeah.
1: I mean, I just dug El Rio ever since. Yeah. Uh, and I really hate the whole Sep culture thing. I just find it so that
0: weird. is stupid. You, yeah. you, you know what I have to say about that? One, it's stupid, and it's so milk toast. It's cheap. It's cheap, and it's not It's not even heat-drawing. It looks like he's doing a bad debate on CNN, yeah. like and a
1: Dutch, man off the street. I will say he's a great promo. Dutch is great, <laughs> but I mean— He's a
0: great promo, but he should be tearing into the fans in attendance more. He should He should say things to upset people, not just, well, these people are taking over our job. He's, he sounds like a bad political commentator yeah. who has no fire. I mean, this is Dutch Mantel. This is a guy who's great on the mic. Yeah.
1: Apparently really is. And those really are his views.
0: Is it really? That's, that's
1: what I, I... I don't really... I mean, everybody has different views. Of yeah. Politics, so I don't really... I don't really get into that. But yeah, that, that that whole story with AAA... I think a lot of people are kind of like trying to come up with stuff that they think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, you just can't start planning, thinking about it. You gotta let them decide what they're gonna do.
0: No, I'm I'm excited. So I'm personally. excited about it. But the last thing I'm gonna do is try to sit here and peruse on what they're gonna do because this is their product, their yeah. vision. Uh, I hope it works because it would be really nice to have something fresh in the
1: U.S. Plus, Triple A isn't on television in the U.S. right now, which is right. another reason to like hope that it does well because mm-hmm. i mean i really would like to watch triple a on in the u.s i mean totally yeah, you know you could watch it on youtube and stuff like that but not everybody gets to like watch it yes people, for some reason there's still people who can't handle watching you know, <laughs> they're wrestling on on the internet
0: in the internet yeah i'm starting to learn i'm starting to learn i'm uh i'm digging iwrg yeah i dig it conus lupus have you
1: seen um, the triple a fusion show no, I have not. That's a pretty good show. That's that's on TVC mm-hmm. That's actually a good show
0: too. Okay, very yeah. good. Um exciting things happening with AAA A also. Uh oh, The Ray de Reyes.
1: Yes, uh so sur- oh,
0: surprise to- appearances
1: uh, too. Surprise appearances. Dorian Roldan announced the two surprises for this Sunday's Ray de Reyes it's Viano 4 and Connect. Aha. <laughs> so that should that should like skew the age <laughs> the age of the promo- of the of the show by like Instead of it being, like, 30-something, it's going to be, like, 50-something. It is a... Yeah. Uh, it's... I... Somebody uh, somebody asked me on um, Twitter what, what show I thought was the one I would go to. Because mm-hmm. I said both shows are perfectly fine. The Ray de Reyes and the, the one that's tonight. Right. The Dos Leyendas. And I kind of made the comment, I would rather go to the Dos Leyendas, because from top to bottom, the work rate's going to be so much better. I'm in agreement with you. I'm- I mean, the thing that Ray de Reyes... The difference between AAA and CMLL... AAA, when they mm-hmm. do a show they make it feel like it's a big show. Yes. Whereas CMLL, they could do this show and something can happen and it could just look like a regular show. Yes. But it's still a work rate show. It's this is their, true. It's probably their strongest work rate type of wrestling show that they're going to have. So, it should be a
0: good yeah, show. Yeah. And I'd lean toward Dos Landis I'm such a huge fan of... Uh, a number of the cmll guys right now and it, it seems like
1: uh people you know the funny thing is like you go online mm-hmm. and you're like oh i'm excited you know i'm excited about both shows i'm actually excited the whole weekend because there's a bunch of different other shows that are going on Raymond Dosa's retirement show mm-hmm. um santo's show i think is at some point i think next week Next week? this yeah. is an, an yeah there's show. like a bunch of different there's a there's a tj show today there's mm-hmm. a the IWRG show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's a show in Denver. There's a show in El Paso. It's a bunch of different wrestling shows using different
0: even for Lucha Libre, which is famous for having a lot a heavy uh, weekend schedule. There's a lot of big shows in one weekend. Yeah, so all over the place. So you go online
1: and you're like excited about this stuff. You want to hear other people's opinions on stuff. And there's always one person who's like, "Yeah, that's why wrestling sucks." <laughs> yeah, look at look at AAA with all the old guys. Look at CMLL with no 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 names on the main event yes and it's like oh come on dude seriously just 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 enjoy it for a while
0: exactly just uh, yeah yeah. I I say this quote over and over again it's probably old but people have forgotten just how to have fun sit back enjoy the ride you know don't sit there and analyze this like you know it's uh, you know a Broadway play or you know the opera, they just just fucking enjoy the show. Yeah. You could
1: you could hate it afterwards,
0: yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or don't like it, but just yeah, don't, don't stop really picking re- everything apart. Yeah, um, well, that said, uh, we were going to uh focus on
1: uh, you actually wanted me to tell you the Dr. Wagner Jr. story, didn't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, Kurt doesn't know this. Yes, I want to hear the. Uh, I'm hearing this for like the first time. Two weeks ago, Dr. Wagner Jr. was invited to a to do a like at one of those um, conference, different con- a, a conference at a school. Mm-hmm. Talk about safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was so funny. I just imagined that. Like, I that was, love it. Oh my god. Yeah. So, I think he talked about lucha most of the time. But he, but, <laughs> but he did mention. People should wear protection. Like that, <laughs> which I thought, I actually, I started laughing when I read that.
0: That reminds too. me back in the early '90s when Onita was carving himself to ribbons every night, and uh, the famous match where they they had the ring along uh, side of uh, a river in Japan. Not just any river, a dirty, polluted river. Oh, and geez. after gigging and everything, he took a dot a bump into that river, and then about a month later was doing um, you know. Public service announcements on TV for AIDS prevention.
1: Oh, jeez! <laughs> you know, I actually laughed because I, I thought, I thought, I was thinking, who would you have? Who, who was like? Did you ever have anybody famous go to your school or anything? Talk.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, wait, wait. Fam- famous yeah, to come just- and talk. Uh, Gary Carter
1: uh, just not not just school like just at a, like a you, you, like college or whatever
0: yeah well when I was in junior high uh, Gary Carter who was you know the baseball player the baseball just player passed, passed away, away yeah. recently great he, guy. he was yeah he was from the area and he uh, uh, came and spoke at our School and actually made a made a lifelong fan out of me. He was. I always hated that everybody
1: always had people going to their school. I never had anybody famous. Go to well, that was the only time I can remember. Yeah. I never had anybody famous go to my school. I'm still pissed.
0: Well, in high school, we were supposed to have Doodles Weaver come, but he never showed up. Who's Doodles Weaver? He's uh, the Spike Jones guy who did uh, comedy in the fifties. Actually, he was very annoying. I, but, I, but, but but I I just wanted to see is something he alive
1: or dead. He committed suicide. Because oh. <laughs> I yes. can imagine writing Doodles Weaver on on Twitter and people he starts following. Yeah,
0: I just wanted to see a guy oh named Doodles Weaver. That's yeah.
1: that's all, but
0: yeah. yeah. But Dr. Wagner Jr. Well, let's put it this way. If the original Dr. Wagner came to my high school, Sunny Hills High School in Fullerton, California, which was 98% Caucasian, 1% Latino, uh, and then maybe... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, 3% of that was Asian, um, and then maybe... There were five African American students. I would have loved if Dr. Wagner (laughs) came and lectured. And if anybody said anything cross to him,
1: when I lived in El Paso, we only had like like five African Americans in our school. Yeah, yeah, they were cool though. But they were. uh, It was funny. Like I remember, like I remember being like shocked when we had. I was like, when we moved here to LA, it was like culture shock. I was like, right, such a different because there's a lot more Asians. Big melting pot. Yeah, there's so many different other diverse well in fact I, I,
0: I'm not local. certain but I think the high school I went to uh, Sunny Hills is primarily
1: Asian now yeah El Paso is all Mexicans mm-hmm. basically and white and, and the rednecks yeah <laughs> the, the one white guy we'd call a redneck it's actually cool though.
0: I love the melting pot yeah. that our country is actually I love the how diverse it is I don't want to get all racist on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> we're going to be the anti-Zeb yes, Colders here. We'll, we'll be
1: like talking about all the
0: uh, I, uh, hey, child, You child. know what? You know what? If they if they close the borders, we're going to have no great lucha libre in California. So those of you who want to close the borders,
1: up yours. Yeah, yeah. That's the way that's my think.
0: political statement. I swerve to the well, left. You know,
1: um, I was going to tell you what's his face. Um, Valiente is going to be in um, Oxnard.
0: Uh, for who?
1: This um. When's the is 16th? it Billy Billy? 16th. Okay. I don't know. It's um, Hex Wrestling Promotion.
0: Oh, so as Maria says,
1: Billy Blades. Aslucha. But okay. so is, um, yeah, Psychosis and Valiente. Very cool. And Mysteriosa Jr., but everybody said Mysteriosa Jr., that's not the, mis- I think, I think it's the local Mysteriosa. Oh, yes. Jr. You know, there's three Mysteriosa. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's,
1: there's, there's the going to be. That one, the famous one, Mysteriosa Jr., the famous mm-hmm. one in CMLL, the one in Monterey, that was a fake one that Mysterioso Jr. called out for being
0: fake. So, Mysterio- it, potentially, it, it could work out where Mysterioso Jr. will be the new Huracan Ramirez. We'll yes, have yes. litters of them, gaggles of them, I
1: think, troops of... I think Mysterioso is just trying to earn, earn some extra cash. Yes. The original one. We will have troops yeah. of Mysterioso Jr. I can imagine like, Valiente is going to team with him. And then psychosis is in the other team. That's right. I can imagine them like shooting on him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a good, he's a he's a young.
0: Troops and troops of Mysterioso Juniors.
1: I think that'd be hilarious.
0: I think it would too. Three Mysterioso Juniors versus three Mysterioso Juniors. Uh, and speaking of three versus three, uh, the subject we are going to touch upon today.
1: Yeah, are, we kept changing it every you day. Know, yes, no, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we yeah. Well, let's see, we're almost twenty minutes into it. 20. twenty minutes. Yeah,
1: can you believe it? Like the, 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 the,
0: Don't you folks feel like you wasted your time? <laughs>
1: you know, the, the, Steve lasted an hour. The last on, on the his last podcast was an an hour long.
0: Oh, On the uh, uh, Alpha Yeah. Oh, got to check That's it out. That's like
1: a really long podcast for him. I'm way behind
0: on my podcast now. I, I've always been way behind on TV, uh, and now I'm getting behind on podcasts. You're, you're
1: behind. You haven't heard the Mattisik book. the... the podcast either huh I have heard that podcast oh you did which we 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 actually discussed the Larry Madison
0: before the podcast before the
1: podcast very angry yes outraged bitter 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 and and it even wasn't even lucha related (laughs) exactly (laughs) we were upset (laughs) yes we were upset that he ranked lucha as number one
0: and Dr. Jerry Graham was nowhere to be seen nice you'll rue the day you did not include Dr. Jerry
1: Graham uh, How old is sick? Like in the 70s? How are you uh, writing all these books now, man? I don't know. I, I'm I, pretty impressed. Must though.
0: be retired. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I will say I I didn't read the entire Brody book, but what I
1: read I thought was done really yeah. well. That was good stuff. Yeah. But none. No, the top 50 made me nah. angry. <clears throat> yep. Made me angry with his reasoning for Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Although I, I don't I don't disagree with Eddie Guerrero not being on the list. Although you, we discussed it.
0: We discussed it. I yeah. leaned towards it. I'm I'm somebody – I don't so much focus on work rate, but I focus on guys who could go to another country where the style is totally different and fit right in. And he had that rare gift
1: uh, along with Masawa. The the outrage we we just – the discussion we had over Randy Orton making the list was like (laughs) I had to hold Kurt Brown down.
0: We're mad as hell and (laughs) we're not going to take it anymore. That was yeah. that was for you my friend I, I, Umberto Zambrano.
1: I joked with Kurt that we were going to do a, a a book solely based on making like ripping on Larry Medici's book. <laughs> And then somebody's going to do a book ripping on our book. That's right. That should be That's also, right. That should be like a whole like book book section in Amazon. And then some the rip, ripping on list list. Yes. And then the then book the, of list ripping on list. Yes. The book of rips. Yes. Uh, well,
0: but the subject we are going to uh, talk about is uh, just the whole uh, uh, the subject of trios in Mexico. Mexico is such a unique area where three-man tag teams are just like a staple of uh any mexican show at you know my history is not good enough to see where they went from being a presence on shows to
1: being you know it started like in the 70s in the 70s, 70s
0: and, and it it, 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 it
1: Late 70s, I think.
0: It evolved into where a lot of matches on shows were six man tags, and it's that way today. Because then
1: it went into the 80s with the UWA. Yes. The rise of the trios and all that.
0: Yes, but I I think it's probably the only uh, country that really trios are such a huge focus.
1: Although I heard the Freebirds were the ones that invented the trios. I read that in a book. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I was, gonna, I was gonna say Madison. You're messing
0: with my Mattisick head. Madison wrote that. Why <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> why I, I remember when I grew up, three six man tag teams were kind of almost I mean they weren't rare, but it's kinda of like a, a bonus
1: feature where uh, the trio of all time. You'll you agree with me, right? Road Warriors and Dusty Roads? <laughs> no?
0: <laughs> now I'm getting enraged again. <laughs> I'm very hurt
1: by we that. Should have ranked, we should have included the Road Wars, all the trios from the, from, from the U.S. Yeah, they were such good luchadores. The Von, Von Erichs, the Freebirds, Road Wars, and uh, Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> Road Wars, and uh, Tenryu. Yes. Um, who else was there? The Kolos and Krusher Khrushchev. Yes, let's not forget, we got to put Dingo Warrior in there somehow. How come they came up with all these trios in the U.S. at that time? was that just based on the freebirds or what probably
0: the freebirds cuz you there? know the first time i remember six man tags being a big deal uh i mean just off the top of my head was when the whole freebirds uh von Eriks thing started yeah. and, then, and it, it was it, it, it was a short time of great success there but it was really amazing and uh,
1: yeah, oh, it w- weren't the Von Erics the NWA World Trio? Yeah. T- six man tag champs. Yeah, so then that led to the Road Wars and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that I get that now, but it, I always laugh at that Road Wars and Dusty Rose.
0: Well, I think when we look over the list that you and I compiled, I like this them. this is a, this is a you know it's a. Uh, we differ on some things I think the one team that we both have way high on the list is Los Brazos
1: yeah they were actually like the first trio I saw Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking man these guys are like what are these three chubby guys gonna do (laughs) because you know they are short too so the first time you watch them it's like and when you grow up watching uh, American wrestling it's like you look at these guys like oh my god this is ridiculous Mm because you know the, the chubby guys short chubby guys in American wrestling are basically jobbers
0: Yes, exactly, and, and they're, they're usually,
1: not very agile. And they're usually the guys who get beat up really quick. Like that was like the way I grew up watching it. Unless you like watched Memphis wrestling, and there was always that one really good
0: work. Right, right. But there were, there were a lot of like WWE and uh, uh, other regional promotions. You had these fat, chubby jobbers yeah. who who because a lot of them weren't well trained. A lot of them took very awkward bumps. A lot then, of them blew
1: up. And you then know. those brassos. When I first saw them, they weren't the brassos when they were younger, and they were like a little more athletic looking. But Because by this point, they were already starting to sh- get the little beer bellies and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, that shows how old I am because the first time I saw Los Brazos, uh, it
1: was Brazo de Oro. <laughs> you and Ch- oh, charito Cruz was holding them in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old, damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I was going to ask you about what, where you rank Hackenschmidt. <laughs> I thought, I, I've already used that joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the Matisic list. Um, I first
0: saw Brazo de Oro and Brazo de Plata as a duo uh, in L.A. in 1982. Wow! Uh, and that was when Brazo de Plata did not have a tummy. Yeah. And the
1: you fun you can see this in a lot of the New Japan stuff. That they yes. In.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing is the next time I saw them was very shortly after they lost their hoods because that's when uh, people like me and Fizzy and Steve Gerber. Uh, would and Pat Hood, Dan Farron would make the trips to Tijuana, and that was the first year they were without their masks. and The Brazos had so much more charisma and just so much natural presence, yeah,
1: since losing the Hoods. Uh, super porky, I mean, come on, the guy's basically an icon now,
0: he is an icon. And you know, there's one guy who was better getting this huge pop belly. I mean, I remember being blown away seeing him doing those cartwheels and topes. Yeah.
1: And doing them well. You know, I think the only thing, like, when I first saw them, that's when Bam Bam Bigelow was coming around Mm -hmm. also. So when you see, like, a big Bam Bam Bigelow who could do a cartwheel, Mm -hmm. you kind of... I remember that. It It was a little more more accepting that, okay, this guy, these guys, maybe they can do it, you know? Yes. But when when I first saw them, they weren't even booked as, like, an athletic trio. Mm -hmm. They were booked as, like, this the 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 misioneros de la muerte you know uh, mm-hmm. they were they were known as the musketeers of um, the devil wasn't it the devil's musketeers yes yes so it was like the- it was like they were heels you know it wasn't like oh this is the cute chubby porky and they're gonna slap each other right the first time once they once you start seeing them that's when they started doing all that
0: exactly <laughs> like and when I saw them uh, the first time in eighty two they were baby faces here yeah. so it was they were good but you know nothing that set you on fire
1: yeah you didn't think all oh, these guys are gonna be great right?
0: yeah they i remember them having a really good match with uh timothy flowers and adrian street mm-hmm. uh and i remember seeing tape of them a few years later when they were heels under the masks mm-hmm. and i dug them i thought they were cool but losing the masks and actually going into that comedy theme
1: i i think i actually thought they were awesome with the masks Really? It, well, there's a difference because I was watching Juarez Lucha, and they would, okay, gotcha. they would bring them in and have them work with like the like these really good. Uh, okay, gotcha. The, the Misioneros would come in, or they work with the Guerreros or different groups like that. And I was like, "Fuck, wow, these wow. guys are fucking awesome."
0: What? Uh, one of the things that I remember about that kind of golden age in 1989 when uh, we started getting the CMLL on TV yeah. here, uh, they would defend their trio titles a lot of times, in strictly technical matches where they would leave out the comedy. Yeah. And it was amazing just the respect the fans had for them. I mean, you'd have fans chanting Brasso, Brasso, and applauding at their moves. And something I kind of dig about Lucha is you'd have people doing these Rudo or comedy uh, spots, but then there'd be title matches where they would show that, you know... Hey, damn it, we're wrestlers
1: too. What, what I what I always remember is like what Pirata Morgan mentioned about like the Brazos, mm-hmm. the and the trios from the UWA era.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He would talk about how much harder they would work, mm-hmm. yeah, in a match. Whereas like Infernales, groups in CMLL in EMLL back then, um, they didn't work as hard. They, mm-hmm. would, they knew how to like they would pace it a little differently. Whereas these guys were like. Hitting you like inside the ring, outside the ring, yes, throwing you like brawling, having blood baths, and shit like that. And it was like he said, he said the other Infernalis didn't particularly like that, whereas he loved it, so he ended up going back with like guys who actually could work that style, like Song Ridge and like other guys who, who were into that style,
0: yes, because Morgan was yeah. a pretty hard worker. Yeah, from, was,
1: I mean, he said he, he said that's when he became an independent because he loved that style, yeah, he loved all the you could tell Pirata Morgan was a guy who was like not just a wrestling, oh god, not just in it for the bit for the money. But he was in it because he enjoyed it, and he—he's actually somebody who I think probably would have like talked about it with anybody. Like he just seemed he's, like
0: a... he's—he's uh, on my top five. Yeah, I mean, on my personal just—yeah,
1: Kurt ranked him in his top fifty. I, I
0: did totally yeah. in the and whole. I said world. it's the
1: U.S. only, and he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's in. He, he worked.
0: He worked. He worked the wind. Tapings. That's right, and that's all that needs to be said. If you worked. He worked the wind tapings, drew 50 people. In my book, if you appeared in the San Bernardino Arena, you had a chance of being in. It, it was like the chase of, yeah. uh, San, of <laughs> California. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Now, uh, th- I'm going to make you really jealous here. I didn't even dawn on me until I talked oh. about the Adrian Street and Timothy Flowers versus Brazos match, but that was a brief period in 1982 when the LaBelle promotion – even though it was her last year and they're fading into obscurity, there were a few months where they put on some just amazing shows with, uh, well, the Brassos. Uh, they brought in Babyface, wow. uh, Blackman, um, Ultraman.
1: Babyface was awesome. He was, was cool. Amazing. I remember the first time I saw him and um, he worked in um, Juarez. And I heard the name Babyface. So I'm like, oh, man, come on. This, this is going to be like some clown or something right because you know that was back when the all the clowns were around then you see him working like holy shit this guy like, does look like this like is a, this guy, this man, one bad a pretty, little like, dude yeah, He looks like an angry little dude and it was awesome oh man i, I
0: remember i heard from people he's somebody you don't want to cross yeah, <laughs> i yeah. heard he actually is a, a tough little sucker yeah. but uh on one of those shows and uh they i mean they didn't sell out the olympic during those times just because i mean the labelle had done so much damage and uh, but they were drawing several thousand when they'd bring in a healthy roster of luchadores, and I saw live Los Villanos versus Los Misioneros de la Muerte. Really? Yes. Wow. And they juiced like crazy. Yeah,
1: told you they're like
0: they were like. <laughs> and and this was 1982. It was after La stopped erasing the tapes, and it was televised. So there's a chance there might be a tape of it somewhere.
1: Oh. Maybe so. that dude had it, Jelly Beans, but he disappeared. He
0: disappeared on us. <laughs> jelly Beans, for you who don't
1: come know. Back, jelly Beans.
0: Yeah, come back, Jelly Beans. He was a guy on YouTube who actually had a bunch of L.A. wrestling from 1981 and 82 that he posted on YouTube, and we were loving it, and then he just took it all down one day, and yeah. we don't know if it'll ever see the light of day again.
1: He was kind of old, though, wasn't he? Maybe something happened
0: to him. Yeah, that could be.
1: Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Misioneros were another trio that was just amazing but i think those Brazos what was so weird like i said you you see them Mm -hmm. and that's what the first thing you that was the difference between other trios you see them and you're like these guys what can they do and then you they had the mask then they had the armbands Mm -hmm. they had a cool look to them they would wear their little vest and everything they just had this cool look to them and then they had the whole then they you'd see them like physically and you're like like what's the big yeah, deal? Yeah, and then you'd see them work, and I was like, "Holy shit, these guys were awesome!" Yeah, yeah, they like step said, in. They could work any style. They could work the. They could work a hardcore style. Mm-hmm. They could work a technical style, or they could work a comedy game, mm-hmm. a comedy match, which was the comedy matches in um, UWA were really good. Uh, in Japan, yes, I always dug that stuff.
0: Um, one that's really high on my list, and part of the reason is, uh,
1: you just remembered them. I did. <laughs> <laughs> They need his list because he remembered them at this very
0: moment. I'm very old, so things yeah. things just kind of go in and out in my head, and hopefully they're all wrestling-related when I'm doing a podcast. No, I remember uh, I lost interest in Lucha for a few years, and then... Uh, How dare you bring that up uh, on a podcast? I know, I know. But I remember it was 1988, and Meltzer said, somebody sent me a tape that has a bunch of Mexico stuff. You might like it. And I'm going, yeah,
1: Okay and on the tape <laughs> Meltzer wrote, please name everybody on there did he <laughs> no we didn't no? actually did he, he took the time to learn the names
0: he did he name. he yeah he did a lot better than most people did most yeah. people i knew said you know yeah. who are these I people i do that
1: with japanese women's wrestling mm-hmm. and i'm usually good on it what what i can't get out i ask the godfather of tape trading right who i won't name <laughs> I he'll he'll guess it the
0: rockin' yeah. one
1: yeah uh, so sure people know who i'm talking about
0: but there was one match on there that just blew me away and just reignited my uh love for lucha libre never looking back and it was a trios it was uh angel azteca ringo mendoza and atlantis versus los bucaneros yeah which was pirata morgan uh hombre bala and verdugo and you know this match was sheer poetry. Sheer Rudo versus Babyface poetry. Uh, the Buganeros were such a great uh, you know, heel team as a beatdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then when the Babyfaces took over... Uh, I don't know how to put this exactly, but they would sell like crazy for the Babyfaces double time, and they were graceful doing it too. The bumps they were taking were just all over the ring, and they would even do the spot with Ringo Mendoza where you know all three of them would circle in on Ringo Mendoza, and Mendoza gave him that silly, uh, uh, go, you know, what do you call that? You ring? know, there's
1: actually three versions of the Bucaneros.
0: Oh, I, I assume there are, but yeah. that's the one that
1: that the first one was Jerry Estrada, that and, which and was probably Rodrigo. just as cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing it was <clears throat> Jerry Estrada is one of those guys you always remember, but then there's so much. Crazy stories about him. Totally, totally. <laughs> People just don't want to admit to liking him. <laughs> and also, I, I loved him. I thought he was, he was such like, an awesome he's such worker. a lazy guy. <laughs> you hear all these stories, like, okay, I don't really want to. Great worker, though. Yeah, he was Great awesome. Great worker. I, actually, I would say he's probably one of my all time favorites, like, of just being a guy I would, like, follow.
0: Yeah, same here.
1: And, uh, and there's so much of his work that is now being used by other guys, Eddie Guerrero, and mm-hmm. later, like, now it's like Reyes Scorpion and guys like that use that stuff
0: trendsetter yeah yeah uh but but in this match i remember ringo mendoza doing that mendoza doing that silly mule kick he does yeah. and uh <laughs> i think he was a,
1: so they're all okay, okay ringo th- mendoza still look old back then he looked
0: old back then and I that's the, but that's the thing this is what i dug about them is they all you know at after they get their lunch fed to them by uh, azteca and atlantis mendoza jumps into the ring and then all three buccaneros jump into the ring and surround him like we got you and he did that mule kick to all three of them, mm-hmm. and they all dropped to their knees, screaming Foul! 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 <laughs> and the funny thing is, I could picture Mendoza doing it or to uh, other workers and not having the same effect. Yeah, guys just falling in. And the high spots between Atlantis and Perata Morgan were just mind-boggling. Yeah. Beautiful to watch. And uh, instantly I was a fan of the Bucaneros, and over the next few years, I loved how they worked into the angles. How when Perata Morgan would become a tecnico, and I can't remember who he was wrestling. I think he was wrestling one of the uh, Infernales or Intocables in a hair versus hair. Yeah, Masakko uh, wasn't it? I think it was. And uh, they show Ombre Bala saying, "I'm not going to be in your corner. I'm a rudo." Because that was near the end of them being a group. Yes. And then, yeah. Yes. And I remember the match when, you know, the final fall when it looked like Morgan was going to go down. And then at the last minute, Ombre Baller runs to ringside <laughs> to and out. starts cheering him on. I,
1: corny as hell, but yeah. I loved it. There's some stuff that, that, that in pro wrestling always work and people just don't use it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like some weird stuff that, because I think everybody assumes that everybody's going to turn. Yes. But you always have to have that one guy who's actually going to actually, like, there's always that little, there's, in every friendship, there's always going to be a point in time where there's going to be that little rift, mm-hmm. rift, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get along with the person. Yes. So why not just have the guy come back and actually exactly Put him on and stuff like that? Yeah, Bucaneros I always loved too. I think I think the thing with Pirata Morgan was like he was in that other bigger trio mm-hmm. And people don't really remember the Bucaneros as. No, you're right, as and as it as and this is part of the Infernalis history. Yes. Thing. So everybody always remember. Plus, he was probably on the. Be- Probably the best version of the Infernales, that's true, according to certain people. But the Infernales, there's like 15 different versions, so
0: exactly. I know, I, I yeah, I know the Bucaneros wasn't the longest lasting of his trios, but um, uh, uh no, it, 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 he's still around as the Bucaneros.
1: Oh, very the, cool with, with uh, Oficialis? with the no, actually, the one afterwards was with uh, Ray Bucanero, mm. A long time ago many moons ago no he's still the the one with his group i don't think it's called bucaneros but it's called piratas yes with his son and all those guys
0: and you know he's not the pro you know i see on my iwrg he's not the pirata morgana yesteryear but i still dig him i mean
1: he's he had a great year this past year did he really cool cool. because i i just saw two
0: tv matches and um okay i'm gonna have to keep watching
1: yeah he actually had a great year Yes, I, I'm saying all this stuff. I probably shouldn't say this stuff. I didn't know Bal Cebu was in um, Infernalis.
0: I did not know either. I remember seeing his picture in all the Luchamags years ago and tripping on it.
1: Oh. I actually had no idea. Because <laughs> I was talking... You don't have you don't have Infernalis on your list, Kurt. I should, but I don't. And people are going to shame you me. Have, um, okay, we talked about Brasos and Bucaneros. Your third trio is actually the first trio I watched... The first lucha match I actually watched featured your one of your top 5 trios, Trio Fantasia.
0: Yeah, Trio yes.
1: Fantasia. Mm. One of the all-time great trios. I love them. One of the trios them, that Jose Fernandez them. and I probably had the longest email discussion of of our lifetime. Really? Cuz he found out I liked the Trio Fantasia. Mhm. So he started um he started mentioning how um, he loved Super Ratón. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I was kind of spoon fed these guys before they were a trio. I uh, first saw Super Muñeco on a lucha card at the Olympic, on his own. What <laughs> what you think about
1: him? Uh, I loved him. Yeah. I loved You're, him. You've always been far more accepting towards that stuff.
0: Yes, but, yes. I mean. And I, I also remember Conan telling me how uh, he took a lot of shit from people doing a gimmick like that, and um, he didn't, he didn't give a fuck. He just fought back. That's
1: fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude. That's actually one of those trios where I mean they drew a lot of good houses. Good, um, they did draw. They drew well. They had a very good feud with the Thundercats. Yes, yes. In the early nineties, with um in Monterey,
0: it was in very Mexico good stuff City
1: too. So it was it was really good. There's and but, Super Ratone was awesome. I I, I always thought he was awesome. Yeah, I, I think he was like five six maybe. I really, five, 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 six. Because he, he wasn't a tall guy.
0: I remember seeing a, l- a live match of him versus Ricky Boy and just—he uh, was nice in there. He yeah, was He's like smooth. Five, 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 six.
1: But he mm-hmm. weighed like two hundred and fifty pounds. And he built like a tank. He—he he he was, was built
0: like a, Mighty Mouse.
1: Basically, Alfonso yeah. Dantes. Uh huh. It would be like Alfonso Dantes, but dressed like a a, a, a Mighty Mouse.
0: And the, yeah, exactly. Yes. And with that that rat face on him, I remember I'd show people who didn't watch much lucha. lucha. They'd see that mask. They said. That mask would give me nightmares, yeah. man. That
1: was badass. That was
0: and true. And even though Super Pinocchio was a really, I thought, I thought a really weak worker. I yeah. st- still liked him. I still thought he looked well, cool. I
1: remember Super Muneco when he would work on his own. Mm-hmm. I used to hate when he would start doing the head weaving and stuff like that. That, oh, my God, this guy's, because he did comedy. Back then it was. Oh, yes. This was around the time I was, like, really into, like, the horsemen and all this, like, trying to get all serious about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd only like, like, the badass looking dudes. like right. Brody and all these guys. I like, went through that yeah, phase. And and then you see, like, super muñeco, yeah, and he's, like, head-weaving. Sort of, like, like, oh, God, this guy's so... In
0: fact, that's another one where I remember there was a spot where he was in a six-man with the Bucaneros, and similar to the Ring of Medusa spot, they're chasing him around, and they think they've got him throw, throwing him into the turnbuckle, and he does the Ric Flair bump, only does it on purpose, and then lands on the mat and has his his hand on his chin like, nya, nya, yeah, yeah, you can't get me. And, and you know, it's so
1: funny because you look at that guy and you think about how I looked, like I thought about him back then. Mm-hmm. And now like, I, 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 I enjoy the spots that guys take from like the Japanese dudes who were probably influenced by Super Mouniek. Yes. Like Kusimbo Kamen and um, Ebe-san. hmm uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, Nero Kasa, uh Felino's kids, um, Puma and Tiger. Yes, I have. They do, um, they do a spot where they copy the the san common finger pointing.
0: I spot. haven't seen that.
1: Yeah, it, they, I've seen them, but I yeah, haven't they, seen them they, do they that, that spot. Finger point. I, I, I don't know if they've been on TV yeah. recently <laughs> doing that spot.
0: Which, which they've been would, on Terra. But... Which I love. I love the influence Lucha Libre has had on Japanese yeah. wrestling. Remember how serious Japanese wrestling was? It, and now it's, it, it's, it's, it's like there's so it's much so more. funny because
1: you look at New Japan and it's still kind of serious. Yes. But then you go from, if you go past New Japan past Noah, and although Noah does have some comedy guys, they've mm-hmm. had some comedy guys in the past, but then you go like Dragon Cave, Michinoku Pro, DDT, all these other promotions, it's like, you have like this weird ass... Exactly. Like. They're
0: psychedelic, like, yeah, so
1: they're like, surreal, they're beautiful. So I always laugh when I hear about Perusu fans hate shitting on Lucha Libre
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like you guys do realize there's a lot of stuff that came from Lucha that's being used in yes. in, in, in Japanese wrestling well
0: I remember when I went uh, that time to Japan with Dave Meltzer and that that was his first exposure to a lot of live Lucha shows in a while and mm-hmm. he was just I, I think one of the things he said was uh, a lot of the sports flying spots that are being used in Japan and America are watered-down lucha spots. Like, these are the guys who pioneered them.
1: Well, it's like Ricky Morton, when he did the Mm rana? He used to do that. People didn't know what it was called. They just called it, uh, what was it, Head Scissors? I
0: can't remember remember what what they they called it. They
1: they didn't call it rana. but, I mean, I remember seeing that. I saw that, like, in probably, like, what, 80... I saw that in one of the lucha shows, and it was, like, the same thing. It was, like, a spot that kept going. And I was like... That was
0: uh, Raul Mata's... uh, that's something main that, spot back in 1972. Yeah, you look, you look at
1: you look through magazines and there were guys doing that back then, like in the seven early yeah. 70s.
0: And I think there's footage you know, there, there's actually, you know, for Southern California fans there's a famous tape that for gosh over 15 years has been making the rounds of a couple of guys who just shot some super 8 footage of uh Olympic yeah, the LA yeah. Wrestling Olympic Auditorium. Uh, and I was jazzed cause at some point in one of those you see Raul Mata giving Kim Sung ho the uh Hurricane rana. Yeah. And I'm glad they have it because he uh, there's something special yeah, about yeah, the yeah, way he
1: did yeah. it. Ray Mysterio wouldn't do anything. No no promoter would ever do anything with Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you know, Ricky Morton wasn't that tall either, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure worst case scenario Ray would end up like in Memphis or Texas you know I or LA. I promised myself
0: when I heard the the Mattisik show that I wasn't going to buy into the being pissed off at the list
1: and I usually don't but fuck sorry well you know it's 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 okay to like disagree with the list I mean it is I, as somebody who does list all the time people are going to disagree and stuff like that but yeah that's what, see that's if what I is. was if I was to do a list that's what you do the list for
0: yeah what I would do a list and the honest to God is well you know me. <laughs> Wrestling to me is, you know, it's not totally a business to me. I like what I like. If I was going to do a list, I'd say I'd do a list on the 50 wrestlers that have intrigued me the most through the years. I <laughs> wouldn't put a bunch of, could they draw, could they,
1: you know, just... Nobody, you wouldn't have anybody that drew. <laughs> you have guys like who drew like 25
0: people Seriously, I probably would. I bet you I would. Uh, well, Horobado, the hunchback, wouldn't the hunchback. be on the list. He, he was in opener that drew 200, but, you know.
1: Yeah, true in fact, yeah, I always just, I kind of dug them for some reason. I did too. It was one of those, plus they did the whole, that was back when they did the whole kid, the kitty, that was the explosion of the kitty characters. Yes. And there was even a kitty's promotion at one point. Well, I remember back then, that's when all the, they had like the Sepi guys like that were Mm -hmm. the the clowns. Uh, super, yeah. They had, um, there was in Juarez, there was a guy called Nico Lico, who was like a total asshole. (laughs) Nico, Lico? Nico, Lico, Lico was his name. It was like I hated him. Like he was like I just it looked like a low rent. Because In was really big. Like right. if, you're, if you were a kid in the early '80s mm-hmm. or like up uh, from like '80 80 to '85, even '70s, you knew like at least one car, like like who was the the famous bozo the bozo. Pop- um, like we had Sepián.
0: Well, even just we from did, watching like,
1: albums and stuff, yeah, we would actually do albums. And then like every every city would have like a like every show channel would have like their own um, clown mm-hmm. so then like in Juarez they had Nico Dico like <laughs> I, I, it looked like this low rant type of thing it looked, it looked like it was like a pedophiles like, <laughs> of it was, like it looked creepy I always it, cre- it creeped yeah. But, but Zeppelin I watch it because I had to wait for Lucha to start and sometimes that would be on before Lucha and they'd be like oh uh, I watch
0: it. but Zeppelin I, I recognized only because uh, it was cool. Though. same reason I recognized like Chess Burrito and stuff is because I watched Lucha on TV yeah, when, yeah, when I was Chess a kid because,
1: Chesprito was an asshole. <laughs> he's in real life, he was an asshole. Oh, so in real life, he's a Nico Lico. Yeah, he's, he's Lico a, Nico? Nico Lico. A Ramalama? We used to make jokes about um, people going to that um, when we would talk about being poor. Mm-hmm. What college we would go to, we would always say um, Nico Lico University. Because <laughs> if we are so poor, we'd have to go to Clown University. <laughs> I love it. That was our inside joke between my sister and I. Yeah, but that 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 actually, and then that led to like the Thundercats, the mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, yeah, the Freddy Kruegers, the Batman, Batman and um, Spider Man. Yes, although interestingly, Batman. I is, think Batman went back a little further.
0: There, I think there were people doing Batman gimmicks uh, internationally, yeah. like in the early seventies. Yeah, but uh, I, it
1: became like a more common thing in the eighties. Yes, that they would work. They had them in trios matches and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I still remember, like, Fry Tormenta teaming, like, with Batman. <laughs> I love There's that. Just Freddy Krueger and, I think, Jason. Just two total uh, icons yeah. of evil. I'm pretty sure Conan teamed with Fre- Freddy Krueger once, too. Makes it even cooler. Yeah, which was... I was it rocks. That was
0: I saw Conan... Uh, Con- the one time I saw the Ninja Turtles live... Conan was wrestling them. Yes, he was. Oh, he was. Seriously, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. It was a great match. It was an eight-man match. It was him, Zoro De Oro, uh, Rey Mysterio Sr., and I can't... Arandu. Zoro de Oro. Arandu?
1: <laughs> He's been around for a long time. That's true. It? That's yeah. true. Mr. Tempest. I always uh, laugh when I hear Mr. Tempest's name. That's a trippy name. It always pops up. Like, every time we talk to somebody, they bring up Mr. Tempest. <laughs> like one of the TJ guys are bringing in. Like, I should know. First thing I think of is the old video game in the 80s, Tempest. And then Ruby gardenia It always seems like they've been around for a long time. They yeah,
0: but... Is it me or does Ruby Gardenia look like a really young guy? I yeah, mean, I think it's he's been around like a while, second, but
1: second it's the same
0: one, right? These I programs. think it's the same one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but we'll have to ask remember. Remember, about we
1: were on the we, Dr. At that Lucha. Ruby Gardenia's biggest fan.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember when we were at that show at San Diego and we were, we were talking to Conan in the dressing room. And, and that guy just seems like a live wire in real life. Remember, he was combing his hair and just yeah, yeah, singing very it, happy,
1: very happy. Yeah, happy. singing
0: at the top of his lungs, yeah. like uh, just like really life cool. was good. Really
1: nice guy. Yes, Unlike Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Conan was right. Our... He's cool. Yeah. He's cool. Uh, the other trio you have on your list is uh, Los Javier.
0: Yeah, and you know th- they're one. You know, I. I can't talk about a lot of specific matches, but they're. You just came up
1: with it when I mentioned it. It
0: did, Let's be but honest. I will honestly say yes. But but they were awesome, though. They were really awesome. Yeah, they the were good. the Original
1: team. group was Javier America Roca. hmm And Javier, Javier Cruz. Cruz and Javier Chamaco Vallejo.
0: Yeah, and that was and the trio the, that
1: I. And then when one of them couldn't make it, Javier Yanes. Yes. Who became the most boring television person <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Actually, he's great Like when he calls a match. Mm-hmm. But when he's like hosting a show... Really? I think we've talked about him before. Like, I think he's been like an ongoing... I must have tuned it my out. Ongoing, my ongoing dislike for Javier Yanez doing TV. <laughs>
0: now, what I really
1: liked about them was... The boy, fact that they were all named Javier.
0: <laughs> yeah, one, I liked that. Just that they, they called him Los Javieres. I just dug that. And plus... Similar to the Brazos, when they got in there, they just looked like three journeymen. They're but they could work. really, huh. yeah, great workers. And in particular, I thought Javier Cruz was one of the most unappreciated
1: uh, workers in Mexico. From, like, what, 87 to, like, 94 or 95? That dude was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Great guy. Yeah. And, and he, was, he was a guy who needed no bells and whistles, just played the straight men all the time. And just uh, he could get you into a match easily.
1: All this, I mean, feuds with Dandy, uh, Neg- Negro, Casas. Negro Casas. Yeah, there's a match when I have. He Turn heel because he wore a black glove. Remember? Yes, <laughs> that's how you knew he was a heel because he wore a black glove.
0: the The oh, match yeah. I match true. I still have not seen, but I think is out there on tape that everybody talks about. I probably had it. Was it the hair versus hair with Jerry Estrada? Yeah. Was that the one where they both lost I have their like hair? Two
1: versions of
0: that. Uh, well. Yeah. I've heard about it for over 20 years, so I should watch it yeah. one of these days. But I probably, remember... i uh, probably already have it. I probably gave it to you
1: like <laughs> years ago. That's right. Um, I have stacks of DVDs. At- yeah, there's so much. I still haven't watched the tapes you brought the last time. I think we saw it that one day that you were here. That was fun. You know what I found out on your tapes was that the 89 stuff you have, mm-hmm. I think you have some stuff that wasn't already available. But then you also have a lot of stuff that people didn't have, like, in high quality. Oh, very cool. So I was
0: like, oh, I got I to... Very cool. Stuff. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff that wasn't available, I, yeah. I tended to tape a lot of matches that I thought were good matches. Well, like,
1: like you have the Bucaneros versus Brazos. Yes, I love the those matches. title match. I can't remember if it's the... If that, what you have is a title match, and I have the... the um, What's it called when they do the... No DQ match? I don't know what they I forgot call it. what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassed am I that I can't remember that?
0: We bow our heads in shame as Lucha
1: fans. Oh, anybody knows, I know what you're about. Anybody can figure that out right yeah. now if listen to it. The the Lucha... I still can't remember what it's called. Yeah, but that I don't remember seeing the title match. I don't think it's the same thing.
0: It, like, it was I different because a title match was a title match where uh, just a match between the Brazos and Bucaneros was an
1: all-out you know the badass beatdown. I, I have my side open. Well, my on th- this laptop, check it out. And check I it out. Actually, look it up.
0: What I loved about the beatdown matches where uh, the Bucaneros would beat down the Brazos, they did this spot where uh, they'd, they'd you know beat down Brazo. Super day. Libre. Super Libre. Okay. Yeah, yes. Super
1: Libre. <laughs> <laughs> How funny! I can't remember. <laughs> well, see, that's the problem. Like I kind of tell people that when you when you're bilingual, mm-hmm. you hear you remember things in English and Spanish, and sometimes that stuff. Kind of, they get crosswired. They get cross-wired
0: yeah. yeah. Well, they did this in the beatdown matches they did this great spot where, you know, they'd be beating the Brassos down and they'd take Brasso de Oro who'd be laying face down. They'd all grab him by the tights, lift him way above their heads and slam him down. Then they'd take Brasso, same thing, lift him up, slam yeah. him down. Then they'd take Brasso de Plata, try to lift him up. Try, try, and said, Ah
1: forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That was always the cool thing about those guys. All those guys back then did all that stuff. Nowadays, it's a little more... Guys don't really... I don't know. I don't know. It was a special it's time. A it's it was a, a, it's, a special time. because you look at it as a nostalgia type of thing. And you yeah.
0: That. Well, and the thing, the thing is, wrestling... Because
1: it's worked differently.
0: Too, wrestling now. always evolves. Things change. The wrestling... I'm, the Lucha Libre in the 50s was different from the Lucha Libre in the 60s, 70s. It, it always yeah. changes a bit. And... I bet you there's some... What was
1: Lucha like in the 30s, Current when you were first watching? When
0: I was first watching? (laughs) Well, it was my 21st birthday and I got to go drinking for the first time.
1: And that's when I saw...
0: Cavernario Galindo was a 5-year-old child (laughs) and I said, You know what, kid? You look like you could be a wrestler.
1: Would Cavernario Galindo be a top 50 guy? I think he might. Top 10. He might be a top fifty guy. Top ten, man. Just because of his um,
0: what he brought to lucha. What he brought to lucha. Well, let's talk about that just for a second, even though that isn't the subject. Yeah, we're going (laughs) off topic here, and the reason I say that is he was a little dude.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And little dudes were rarely called like heels of the century, and. When he died, the magazines were pretty much saying the Rudo of the century has died. Probably,
1: and probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time.
0: Exactly. Yes. In
1: Mexico, I I, I was thinking about like the top five or ten guys in Mexico. Hmm. I, I think Cabernario is a top five guy, basically. I
0: agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And one of those guys, despite only holding one championship his whole career, and it was like the national championship. It didn't matter yeah, that he was
1: more different. famous. And in- there's people you could talk to, like people, and they'll still talk about him, like in the, in that level of um, where he's like their idol and stuff like that. Like,
0: yeah. F- or
1: like they'll tell you the story about, oh yeah, he bit a snake's head. Or,
0: exactly. Like, it was it one of those ones that yeah, may or may yeah. not have and happened? Like the
1: Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. The
0: Ozzy yes. Osbourne. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, well, well, the first time I ever heard about Cavernario Galindo was uh, Elaine and I were friends. Uh, with a couple uh, from Mexico, and the guy was a college student. I want to say Oaxaca or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he said that when he was in college, uh, it was it was after it was early seventies, I think, where Cavernario was wrestling. Just
1: I was here surprised and there. to find out he wrestled still, like in the nineties, like in the like early nineties. Yeah, this yeah. yeah, Just, I, just as one last man.
0: Yeah, time, yeah, but. Um, you know, Santo and Cavernario was one of the biggest feuds, and he said he and his friends at college found out uh, I, I, I guess they had not wrestled each other in a long time, and I think both weren't wrestling on a full time basis. And they found out that they were wrestling like in Mexico City, and he said all his friends just got together. You know, scrambled all their money together and got on a plane because Santo was wrestling Calvinario oh, and, and we might n- them them at
1: their like final years. Exactly, and these were guys who although oh, were- Santo still lasted.
0: Exactly, years. exactly, and these were and these were guys who were not hardcore wrestling fans. These were college boys who says, "Wow, we might not get to see this famous feud again." And oh, wow. and that. Was the first thing that perked my interest in Cavernario, and ever since then, the more I learn about I him, just the more intrigued.
1: Stories about him, like from my parents and stuff, like my mom. Yes, my dad isn't wasn't a wrestling fan, but my mom since she grew up in Mexico City and went to the wrestling shows. She remembers all the Cavernario Galindo. Oh, cool. Um, Gory Guerrero, mm. Santo. If I could, go back, yeah, see, if I I could said, go back in time to see those Blue Demon, if I could go back in time to see those Gory
0: Guerrero uh, Galindo matches, yeah. boy. I'd be a happy camper. You know, the other thing
1: I was going to ask you, were you surprised, right, that Jalisco was still alive?
0: This is embarrassing, but I, I thought
1: when I saw him on a... Uh, yeah, because I was shocked. when I actually thought he had died like a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, you know, when I... I, was, I was like, he's alive? I what was shit? shocked
0: because when I saw him on TV, I said, wait, he died. And then I
1: thought for a little bit, i going, no, he didn't. Like, I should have known that. Yeah, you know, because I thought... Yeah. I'm like, okay, Blue Demon died. And I always thought, Ryan might have died around that time. Like, holy yeah. shit, he didn't die. Because I think Confernalia died, like... like in 1999. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, die, like, you didn't die, like, a long time ago. Just recently. Like, right, 99. right. To me, recently, is like, from 90... Yeah, the 90s. The 90s are yesterday. Yeah.
0: And for all you people under 30, when you get to be our age, the 90s happened yesterday. It's not about? old. I'm
1: under 30. I'm only, like, 22 years old. Oh, that's right. I forgot I baptized yes. you. I was born, like, in 1991. Yes.
0: Remember we got, uh, well, what, what you, had, you, you had your appropriate Catholic baptism, but then we had the uh, Fantasia baptism yes. where Yolanka, the space god, baptized you, and uh, the three wise men. Who are the three wise men of uh, Fantasia? It is Super Munieco, Super Raton, and Super Pinoco. They all they all came, gave you candy for you, gifts. You think
1: I actually watched this stuff, but I'm just making up all this stuff. Since I was born in the '90s, <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I was. You know, people would ask me <sighs> that I'm good enough where I could actually lie. About you
0: can myself. pull it off. You yeah. can keep a straight face.
1: Yeah, but I was just surprised. I was watching Lucha, and I'm like, and I'm like, I, the the CMAL show, and I, I see Ryo, and I'm like, Ryo's still alive. Because when they yeah, said Riley yeah. Halsey Junior. was going to be there, I'm like, oh, Riley Halsey juniors going to be there. He's going to represent his dad. That's how. That's all I thought. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they show him like the little old guy, and I'm like. Holy crap, he's still alive. And, and oh, that, that shot of that
0: arthritic finger of his.
1: Oh, that was... Oh, wow, well, you know which one? Tony Asalasar's finger is even worse. Is it? That? Really? Yeah. Wow. It's like this, like, older looking
0: thing. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, we covered a lot of great ground oh, we still here.
1: still got more
0: trios. Come on. More trios? Yeah,
1: you still have your missioneros. You didn't talk about missioneros.
0: I mm, talked about them a little bit. Yeah, I guess I should talk about them some more. I talked about the Vianos match, but... Well, I mean, uh, ironically, didn't they? I didn't know this till recently, but didn't they like skyrocket the fame as a trio after being involved? Yeah, they're like
1: the, supposedly being the guys responsible for killing Santo. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, that,
1: they, that was their angle. Like, <laughs> but, he had a
0: heart attack during yeah, the match, a heart right? right? During
1: a match, and then like they gave him, like, they, the press made it out like, because it was still a kayfabe thing back yes. then. Yes. And it still is, and, and lucha mm-hmm. in Mexico it's still slightly kayfabe. Um, they gave them the the label of being the guys who mm-hmm. killed them. Um, they they led to his death. Basically. Yes, that match. They were the ones respond. They took the responsibility of of killing man. That basically turned them into like the the top trio. And
0: anything. they were a great trio. I remember uh, when I went to Japan, they did an angle. You know, they had been broken up, and they did an angle where uh, Tejano returned into the trio. Yeah. Because
1: Tejano was with Silver King by that point, wasn't he?
0: I believe so, yeah. yeah. This was
1: 1990? Yeah. Uh, Speaking of a guy who was really good, like at a young age, Silver yeah, King. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. But uh, getting to see the original Missionarios, uh,
1: that was really cool. And yeah. working with people like Super Astro and Peruguaio. The, the funny thing is, like, you watch those guys. And that's the thing, like, when you watch the other trios that you mentioned. hmm You can see, like, where one guy overshadows the other guys. Mm-hmm. This group, you couldn't see anybody overshadow the other guy. I, they all each took turns where they were actually... You could say, okay, this guy is one of the great...
0: I often would get them confused just because they, they all did so many cool spots that I just melded them into yeah, one wrestler. Yes, and
1: I've seen people list them incorrectly. Like, yeah. Navarro being Tejano. I've done that. <laughs> I, El Signo and... Mar- El and something. I've done that yeah. several times. Yeah, Signo... Signo, I mean... What was it, like 2000, 2001? He was, he was still pretty good. But, I mean, Tejano was... Tejano, you still saw him, he was still great when he was teaming with Silver King yeah. and guys like that. Navarro, I mean, I don't know, Navarro's in his 60s and he's still fucking great. Wow. <laughs> still it, right now, you could watch him and he's still like this amazing work. You know, it'd be
0: it'd be great to interview a lot of the guys like the Black Terrys and the Negro Navarros and... Just to find out The
1: guys, right, yeah, yeah, well, uh, just to interview him, say how... To- Atlantis, I mean, fuck, that dude's like in his... He first, must be around 50, days. yeah. He's his, yeah, he's gotta be like in 50 probably? Yes. What if he's younger than you? You'd be upset. I've seen him without his mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's right. we. Talked and about and
0: him a the funny thing is, well, why he's wearing a mask? I mean, the dude has movie star handsome looks.
1: I don't know. They're I don't like, know about at fifty, but says is like forty eight, I think, forty nine. Yes. So, no, he's probably in his fifties too. And he wrestles and they still beautiful. Work. They still work like they're fucking better than. There's lessons yeah. to be
0: learned, and that's that's why Negro Costas is my all time fave. Is I've said this a million times already. He he does what is necessary. He does what is good, but he doesn't like just trash his body all the time. You know. It's- yeah.
1: But that the whole tri- the Misoneros trio that was like just like the work rate type of trio where you're just like you're just in. They were always they- good, but they-, see, they were also very good at drawing people Mm -hmm. because of the whole reputation of killing which is amazing
0: (laughs) you know because i remember there were there were there's publicity like that for ox baker and uh Oh, God. they they tried to do storylines like the that. heart in, punch and stuff like Yeah. Uh, they tried try to do storylines like that in L.A. sometimes. They never drew anything. I remember the know? first
1: time I read about Ox Baker and his finisher being the uh, heart punch, and I thought, that's so fucking awesome. I did, too. Oh, I, yeah. used, I, I used, still wish somebody would use the heart punch, because that's a pretty badass...
0: Well, maybe Vandal will have to throw Vandal it into... going to the heart punch. Yes, yes, so be watching. Yeah, be you watching. Should, you should just use all those moves. Like, the moves. So- <laughs> I used, to have, I used to have nightmares about Oxbaker yeah, when I was a kid. He looked like a scary guy. <laughs> he did. And then, uh, when I got to know, uh, Ed Moretti, I no longer saw him as a scary person because, uh, Ed Moretti did a Japan tour, uh, mm-hmm. when he was a rookie. And Oxbaker and Haystack Calhouns were on the tour. And he said he saw them playing poker for nickels and dimes. And then, uh, haystack saw that uh baker had like a card up his sleeve or she said you lousy cheat and they got up and they started hitting each other and uh uh, they just had a slap fest and ox baker could not kick haystack saloon's ass wow and from that point on ox baker was not quite as scary to me
1: (laughs) the other trio that i have on my list that you didn't have Mm -hmm. was infernales which I should have put Which on my I'm list. I'm just shocked you didn't include. I'm, I'm appalled at your list. I think, I think it's clear... I'm that appalled that at a lot of the things I think. It's clear you're not made for making lists. That's right. You belong with the Larry Madison. <laughs> <laughs> You'll root the day you yes, said that. You, um, but for not lists, the, the I think the reason you might have not listed them is, and probably didn't really think about them mm-hmm. as much because of the, the different versions. that it makes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to pick just one.
0: It's, well, in fact, when I was talking about Bucaneros, I was... I was talking about Infernalis in the same sentence where there's a lot yeah, of overlap yeah, lot of there. Of you know. Overlap.
1: But that was like that was a group that and then there's the other thing that group was overshadowed by Satanico. His group, yes. Right? Yes. Because I mean if, when you first see that group well the first group not the or the not the one with Pirata Morgan but the, the one before and the one after. Are
0: you talking about with Masakri and M.A.C. No, No that
1: one and then yeah. the one with Espectro because I think Espectro mm-hmm. when you see them unless you're a Lucha fan you really don't really get the whole right. Spectro thing you just see a barefoot guy with yeah. a green mask and you're like <clears throat> you're like what is this guy or whatever but the msl in the massacre one i mean you always if if you they weren't anywhere near as charismatic as satanico but then when you see what they did before mm-hmm. and after on their own you're like holy shit those guys were were actually really good. in, in Uno fact sono was probably one of the fucking greatest guys in the of the eighties,
0: well, remember that match between him and Sangre Chicana?
1: That Chicana's—that's why he looks the way he looks now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: we were both it, talking it, earlier it, about it, how uh, old Sangre Chicana is. Looking, right it's, oh, now. it's too bad. I mean, that I think guy. Something
1: must have happened to him because he wonder, lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he must he have he gotten really, sick or something. Yeah, he looks really bad. But um, yeah, MS Uno was like one of those guys. But when you go to the Infernalis, mm-hmm. the one thing I hold against them is like what we were talking about—how they they actually chickened out wrestling the UWA guys. They interesting. Actually were, They didn't want to go work in the UWA shows because they thought they were working too too fast.
0: Oh, okay, they, gotcha, The Got you. Too
1: faster. They, they didn't really there was like they I guess it's like it's like what Americans would view like as a psychology type of thing. Yes. Where there's a difference in that? Yes. Over there it was more of a like the style yeah. they were using completely different.
0: Well, that's also very just interesting. Uh, thing, i'm
1: surprised because satanical i always thought man that guy's a badass he must be like real yes. interested in working all this
0: stuff well that, that's where that's where that period of history of mexican wrestling is really fascinating because uwa started in the 70s and it was a fierce opposition yeah. like a bad blood opposition yeah. to cmll yet throughout the decades uh wrestlers would were allowed to work on the other promotion yeah, whereas shows now
1: it's like it's not like and I actually kind of think that that should be something that they should consider doing although now with mm-hmm. AAA doing all the stuff yeah, they're going to start if they're going to do the US thing there's going to be a lot of things that they're not going to allow their wrestlers yeah. to do. And
0: I liked it because be, before uh, Negro Casas was with uh, CMLL full-time, he, he is with... UWA. And every now and then I turn on Galvish and then there he would be with uh, Heavy Metal, who was Canelo Casas at yeah. the time. But yeah, it but was kind a, of cool. Every now and then you'd get to see a UWA
1: guy. There's a new Canelo Casas. Is there really? And who... It's one of the Casas. I don't know whose son it. Whose son it is, but one yeah, of the... One of the Casas younger
0: Oh, very so. Cool
1: he's um my he favorite started. favorite wrestling family yeah the thing about the, the and what I think what, why you also might lo- they might lose points mm-hmm. cause every version of the Infernalis was pretty good <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. like, like you can't pick one except even the last one like the last one that and I actually have to look at this up cause I'm I'm going with the last one being Euphoria Nosferatu yeah that was the last version that wasn't a bad version but it never got pushed cause I, I, I gotta, uh, gotta be Tanico, honest yeah. it was basically done by yeah. that
0: point yeah and I gotta be honest I didn't see that version mm-hmm. I don't but, think um, I ever. Even did. like
1: the Ultimo Girl Ray version, mm-hmm. which is that was really good. When they, that was when um, CML started picking up in the mm-hmm. like ninety nine two thousand. Yes. When they joined up, but then that morphed into probably one of the, my other group, favorite trios, the girls the hmm With um, Ultimo Girl Ray Bucanero and Tarzan Boy. Yes. People always put down Tarzan Boy. I
0: there. was a big fan of Tar- Tarzan Boy when everybody else hated Tarzan him. Tarzan
1: Boy as a technical back then was okay. Hmm. Like, cause yeah, I think people, cause he's a, a pretty pretty good looking dude. Mm-hmm. People I, mean, I think, think you're going to be a baby face, but he didn't have the baby face to him. You right, know? it wasn't something he was natural. But then you make him a heel. And he plays the greatest chicken shit heel, He's like the Buddy Roberts right. of the of the trio. He would always because that. Group, that's it, actually a great way of that, putting that it. That group, that's what he was. Basically, that group feuded with Ray, um, Satanico because Satanico and T- couldn't stand Tarzan Boy. Yes. That was basically the whole thing. And Ray Buchanan and Turbo just joined him because they thought he was old. And <laughs> you know uh. That was the whole thing. That was actually one of the great feuds. That actually, there's actually that one match where um, Tarzan Boy and. I think it was Satanico, Brawl, and all. Of, they all just attacked Tarzan boy and stuff like that. It was some great stuff. Very cool. Yeah. And then the last one is um, Space Cadets, which you Oh, like. yes. Space Cadets. I did not that
0: Space I did not, not like them. We're talking Ultraman, right? Yeah.
1: Ultraman. Super Astro? Super Astro and Solar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was one of the great... <clears throat> Ultraman... <clears throat> another great working trio.
0: And Ultraman... UK is to this day I think my favorite if if you're talking about just straight flying I just love the way that guy flew there's guys who did done more complicated spots than he has but when he flew he was Super Astro he had
1: his own look and just I really dug that guy and Super Astro happened to be um, Brian Pillman's favorite luchador too which was that's right yes I always I always got a kick out of that when uh, whenever uh, Dave brings that.
0: And I also love that I heard that uh, wasn't Steve Austin and Brian Pillman's favorite match, uh, the Eddie Guerrero and Love Machine versus Octagon and Santo match? Really? I... I think I remember, you can correct me if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen, Liger at AOL.com. That's L-Y-G-E-R at AOL.com. Write me,
1: please. Um, but I, I, I think someone— I think they did ask them. They asked them once, and they mentioned that match as one yeah. of their favorites, which well, I wouldn't be shocked. But, I mean, yeah. I, always, I always dug Super Astro because he was, like, this tiny guy. Another guy. Another guy who fit the whole Brassos type of thing. Tiny yeah, exactly. guy. A little chubby. And you were like, what is this guy going to do? And then he would do, like, the craziest, like, dives. He'd do, like, the topes, all these, like, really innovative... Basically what Valiente does now... Yeah. That's what Super
0: Astro... Only they had a character to them. Yeah. They had a flavor Valente to them. Awesome. I mean, Super Astro... It was almost like this... He was part... This graceful athlete, part clown. Like, yeah, he'd do yeah. the dives and then, you know... Yeah, he helped, Do something to humiliate yeah. and the guy. Had Solar, who
1: was, like, the great worker. Yes. Probably still right now does probably one of the best technical wrestlers of the yes. last 20 years in Mexico. Just just amazing trio. You wanted to mention I should mention one of the other trios I okay. should mention. Those, those Barrio Boys which everybody hated. <laughs> uh huh. But you know how that ended up turning into one of those trios everybody hated and then when they broke up people ended up liking them individually.
0: Like Joni Mitchell says it <laughs> doesn't always it always seemed to go you don't know what you got till it's gone. But it's
1: so funny because that trio, everybody hated when it was first formed mm-hmm. in Mexico. Lucha fans hated it because it, it fit that whole, like, cheesy um, gimmick. That like I Pretty Boys. Know. Antonio Pena would come up with, like, right. up with his boys,
0: sexy boy gimmick. Came up with those
1: warriors, yeah. Spice Boys. Spice Boys led to um, those Barrio Boys. Mm-hmm. Barrio Boys ended up being Dennis, who ended up getting really popular with fans. He became, like, the the guapos VIP. Now he's gone from AAA. Right. He's a really good worker. Cool. Um, Billy Boy. Mm Mm-hmm. Who Who I always dug. was part of the whole... uh, Probably one of the most entertaining storylines in AAA, the Mm -hmm. Apache Family Feud. Yes. And then um, Alan ended up becoming uh, Gato Everetti, your Mm -hmm. favorite... favorite My favorite, yes. Who almost... Joined up with Pippinala, yeah, and they we're blew still, that one. We're still upset at Conan for breaking that, for ruining. It. Yes, Conan. We're blaming Conan. We Conan, we blame you for for breaking up Gato Everready and Pippinala. We Pippenella
0: demand bring you up. bring them
1: back. And um, then he became Drago. Yes, which is a, and he's actually probably the best worker in uh, AAA right now. So yeah, but Drago, Drago, I'd rather see Gato. Yeah, me too. That it was is. so cool. I like the Drago look though, but I mean, I kind of still
0: but Gato Everready, yeah, You can't top that.
1: And the other trio that you've been starting to—just getting into, officiality.
0: Oh, these guys are cool. These the, guys
1: are cool. Probably the best trio in Mexico since, like, they started, like, the last five, six years. They've been probably the best trio in Mexico. Yeah,
0: the, these guys
1: just—I don't know how to put it. Yeah, you're, you're down the, to one with a mask.
0: I know. They're the the epitome they of cool. They still look cool
1: even when they drop their masks.
0: Even when they drop yeah. their masks, they look almost yeah. like they could be wearing them. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's like— f- for people my age and a little bit older who remember the old Johnny Sacco TV show, the Japanese uh, dubbed TV show with his flying robot, yeah. the Gargoyle Gang. Picture the Gargoyle Gang. This is what – it's no joke. But that's what Los Oficiales looks like.
1: Plus, now they're they're so
0: cool. Yes. That's even and better. I
1: was, about, I was telling you about the Terrible cerebro, cerebros, mm-hmm. cerebros. Yes. with uh, Which is Black Terry and Dr. Cerebro and uh, Cerebro Negro. Mm-hmm.
0: Cerebro, and they go, who I like quite a bit.
1: You, uh, well, he's been in IWRG recently. I know, I know, and I've been watching. seeing some, uh, some of his matches. He's really You I've seen him recently. Um, did he come into to John Cena's music? I don't remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he had a run where he was coming into John Cena's music. <laughs> he's a big John Cena fan. <laughs> um, Dr. Cerebro, which was like, I, he had this huge run in the early 2000s, just having these great matches with El Santo, uh-huh. and then being part of that whole the whole wave of just like all these great dives that people right. do and then like he joined this group awesome worker
0: Cerebro Negro I saw his match versus Kart Brava Jr. Oh you kind uh, of saw that? Yes that was a really good match yeah. that uh, I'm an old man so I like old style wrestling and oh, that's, that's what they gave IJBRG, us I that's what they give you that's what they give you I love RG I do too yeah. it's one of my faves yeah. well we covered a lot of ground here this has been totally wait a
1: lot. minute <laughs> We were talking about Los Warriors, not just kidding.
0: I have laundry to do. I, like I have laundry to do. I should write it. Our dryer's broken, so we have to hang our clothes these Los days. Los
1: Warriors are number forty seven, not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually they weren't even a trio, they were a quartet. Yes. But actually one of their guys is really good now, Bangelas. I've, yeah, I've been hearing great things I haven't seen him, but I've been hearing great things about him. He joined CMLL. He basically gave up a belt mm-hmm. in exchange to being part of the promotion. Yes. And I think, like, like he's he's heavy on the juice lately, though. But um, mm-hmm. he's really good. He's somebody that I think he's he could be, like, a main event type of guy. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe not a main eventer, but, like, in that level. Where right. If, they, if somebody comes up with a, a cool faction, mm-hmm. you could join in and he'd be perfect. Very cool. So he's another guy.
0: Okay there's another episode what of wrestling lucha war.
1: <laughs> <should> <laughs> Alfredo recommendation.
0: Alfredo is being a big smartass right now. Give
1: us some recommendations for wrestling. Team.
0: IWRG. Uh actually all of it right now. There's a lot of good lucha out there. There's a, there's a ton, there's a ton of good lucha out there. I mean, they're all, you know, I know we we've even joked how we like AAA, I mean, uh, CMLL despite the bad booking. Um uh, did the you the wrestlers
1: the, seem motivated. Did you watch that! Have you watched recent C-Mela? I the, watched the tag tournament. Oh, didn't it suck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just cut like. Did you see the Negro Casas match?
0: I thought that was did hysterical. You, I thought it miss? was hysterical. It was a short match, and Casas had yes, the tantrum. Casas,
1: Casas missed. Casas lost like in fifteen seconds. Yes. And then like, the next day I was watching uh, the terror show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his wife. His wife worked like a, like 50 minutes like it felt like 15 minutes and she's not even as good she's nowhere <laughs> I mean she doesn't belong anywhere in the ring right right and she worked like a match like her match was like 20 minutes and mm. she worked of that match she worked probably like 15 like she probably worked like 5 minutes of it but it felt like it was like an hour <laughs> oh my god compared to Casas I was so pissed I was actually excited about watching that match because it was Nero Casas and Girl Maya versus I think I can't remember who it was I'm totally blanking on who it was. But I'm was blanking really on half the I was, teams. I think it was Sombra and Volador. Yeah. I was just pissed because that's... You don't throw away those matches. I, I just remember complaining because I go... Because everybody always complains about matches that CML throws away.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that, that would have been good
1: That would have been like a good main event match.
0: Yeah, I mean, match. it would have been okay to have if it was specifically a TV show rather than a live card, you know? Yeah. If it, you know, if it was, like, championship wrestling from Florida, and yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you'd yeah. have somebody kick the top guy's ass in 10 seconds. Something to move the next show along. But, yeah, to have a... It just
1: pissed me, it, me off because, like... You could do that, like you could do like a rivalry type of feud, and then like you could have this thing happen, and it could be like a twenty-minute match, mm-hmm. and it would have been a great match because all oh, four of those guys are really great, right? Right? And they end up like just oh, let's go through <laughs> under forty-five seconds, like
0: you fuck. Know, But even in that tournament, even
1: they did have that one match. I think it was Averno and uh, La Mascara. which was,
0: which was very cool having Lasson
1: them. Stone I think that was yeah, the, that was a great match, that was the and way. Way. I gotta say I, I like, love minutes long
0: though. That's like, uh, Maximo. Everything else that was great, sucked. but you know what? I, I th- hated the it. thing that I I'm digging is I li- I'm,
1: I'm sure the finals is going to be really good.
0: Yeah, but you know, for all the stuff we said about CML and the promoting, I thought is I, it is it me or the guys seem motivated these days? Do
1: you think it was because well, they're getting booked more on yeah. on shows outside of um, CML? Oh, okay, because they're, they're going to be working a lot of like, making
0: a better living, yeah, so to speak.
1: Bo- I think they're opening it up to for them to work other places.
0: Yeah, because I didn't know if it was my imagination, but when I have watched over the past few months, they seem a little more amped. They seem a little more I think, yeah,
1: probably into they, it. They need, they're need probably telling them, hey, you guys can get booked for other shows. Mm-hmm. They're using that as their vehicle. They're motivated. To yeah, but I, I just laughed that we were just going to talk about how Oh, yeah, you know, there's always something good in CML. And then we bring up this one <laughs> this one show that I just <laughs> totally hated. I really hated that show. I thought it was, like, the stupidest shit that I've seen. Like, that tournament was so fucked.
0: Nah, tournaments are not I Lucha's strong point.
1: I don't mind tournaments. Like, if you're going to do it, do it like the.
0: A- but most of it, but no, no, no. I think it is Lucha's weakest point is tournaments. As soon as you hear tournaments, it's like, fuck, not a tournament. And on that yeah. note...
1: Oh, speaking of Raider Reyes... <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, I, I gotta
0: mention this, this. show will not end, you no, know? No, I gotta
1: tell you this. Okay, the no, let's go Reyes, for it. Let's go I, for I it. just rant on it. I actually think it's a pretty good show. Like I said, I thought it was a good show. Mm-hmm. But God, I fucking hate the Ray the Reyes tournaments. Really? It's do sick, tell. Because they're all six way matches or like multi person matches. Mm-hmm. They, I just hate that stuff. But what? Why don't I just you like hate them? Is it I just. just... Hate it. I just hate the way they do it. Because AAA. It, you see who's on this card? <laughs> do you really want to watch. Cibernantico and connect uh, in a card. I, I'm sure I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's like, I, I've never really liked the Rated Reyes t- tournaments. It goes back to, like, yeah. like, I think the only time I really enjoyed it was when they had the Monterey guys feuding. Mm-hmm. Latin Lover, Perro, Hector Garza, and um, I call it the Monterey feud yeah. because it was, like, the pretty boys from there. And um, I, I can't remember. Heavy Metal. It's yeah, not, I will say, not.
0: no, I, I will say, ever since... Even when I was Lucha Libre's biggest American fan back in the late 80s, whenever there was a tournament, I would just hang my head and say, okay, it's yeah. going to be a really,
1: really long night. Uh, the, the one good thing is, like, I know AAA, like, this this tournament, they never, like, do it really short. Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to, like, this is going to be something that lasts, like, two shows. Right. They'll edit the fuck out of it, like. <laughs> but, Which they but, but, I mean, No, yeah. well, not them. It's usually somebody forcing them to do it, but, You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's what it takes next week I'll rant more <laughs> well we'll be back very soon with edition number 16 it was fun going over the trios it yeah. was fun it's fun seeing what there is to look forward uh, possibly with AAA and just uh, Lucha's, Lucha is pretty hot so uh, and yeah, like we were saying, get on uh, the internet and check out the IWRG. This is r- a really good wrestling show. Even if some of the matches lack, it's a good-paced show. Yeah, and it, and it's it's s-
1: enjoyable TV. There's a lot of good stuff on, on online. The, the, the I- AAA stuff, the Fusion show, and CMLL. Yes, good, stuff, good so. time
0: to be a wrestling You're fan. Fine. See you cats very soon. Take it easy.